I am on a mission to help organizations drive long-term success and results by implementing an unshakable transformation model. This model puts the employee at the center and works outward to support every aspect of the human experience in the workplace. Welcome to the Human Method Podcast. I am your host, Megan Bond, founder and CEO of the Bond Consulting Group. This podcast is designed to explore incredible guests as experts in a variety of professions and experiences to learn more about the tools that will transform an organization one person at a time. If you are seeking to improve yourself and how you live your life, or an organizational leader seeking to make a larger impact on your company through culture change, then this podcast is for you. If you are interested in learning more about personal or organizational transformation, I would love to connect with you. You can chat with me today at www.thebondconsultinggroup.com. Be sure to subscribe and get easy access to future episodes. Thank you and enjoy today's episode of The Human Method. So I would like everyone to join me today in welcoming our next guest. Um, her passion is making people feel motivated and confident in their pursuit of an active lifestyle. Born and raised and earned in Virginia, she has built her career in dance with over 20 years of experience in the industry. She has worked with celebrity fitness trainers and instructors. She has studied classical ballet with renowned dance companies around the country, and she has competed nationally, all before moving to New York, where for three years she took center court at Madison Square Garden as the Knicks City Dancer. With her experience in the dance and fitness industries, she has created Sweat With Less, a workout that combines high-intensity interval training and Pilates-based movements that are unlike any class you will ever find. I can attest to this. She will <laughs> challenge you, target your muscle groups that you didn't even know existed, and make you sweat. Um, and you will leave her class feeling empowered. So please join me in a warm, warm welcome to my dear friend um, and guest, Leslie Corbett. Thank you so much for being with us today, Leslie. So happy to be here. <laughs> well, the human method is so honored to have you. And I have to preface this conversation by telling our audience that this woman is so amazing. Um, so I, I reached out to Leslie. She's an old friend. And I asked her to be on this podcast today on the human method. And she said, of course, I'm happy to do it. But first, I need you to take one of my classes. That's my caveat. <laughs> You've got to know what I'm, what, my, what I'm all about if you're going to interview me. Um, you got to know the juice, yes. Oh, my gosh. So your class, Leslie, kicked my ass. It was so incredible. My body hurt for three days. But the, the crazy thing about your class is um, – you don't, I mean, you feel it a little bit, but you don't really know how hard you're working because of your energy, your connection to your virtual audience, the music that you play, the motivating things that you say. Um, and for those of you who aren't yet familiar with Sweat With Less, um, something that Leslie does that's really special is because of COVID and she, you know, really wants to keep everyone safe. She's not working in the studio right now. She does all of her classes virtually 
and she has a camera on every single one of her students. So while you're working out, she is giving you fast feedback in the moment, um, but connecting on an empathetic level. Like you motivated me in a different way than you motivated other people in the room. And it was like, you knew just what I needed to hear um, mm -hmm. the second I needed to hear it. And right. it's ironic because I feel like I was thinking about this this morning that I have a different type of connection with my clients that I teach Zoom classes for versus pre-COVID when I was in the studio space and like physically with everyone taking my class in Zoom. I have, I feel like more of an opportunity to kind of stop and watch a little bit. Mm. And for people who have never taken my class before, like, you know, Zoom has helped me with, you know, like the little like name icon with everyone's screen. So I get to really go down to like the name level and, and I know who's taken my class numerous times and who's like a first timer like you the other week. And so of course, like, I'm going to treat you different differently because you've never done my workout. So, and I want to, and I want you to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely a community behind it. And it's, it's something where I know it's such a weird structure because we're not in a studio. We don't have like a big stereo and a speaker and like getting that human to human connection, but it's my responsibility, like for those 50 minutes of my workout that I keep you guys connected and stay moving the entire time with like a really dynamic playlist and different exercises. So it's like by the time 50 minutes has, you know, been completed, it's like, wait, well, what just happened? Yep. I'm dying. Yes. <laughs> Not dying, but like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's done. You've, you've done it. We all were in it together, even though, you know, maybe you were in your bathroom, your bedroom, whatever it was, like just the time went by, you know? Yep. That, well, that's the experience I had. And I've taken, I mean, with COVID, I'm, I'm certain a lot of our audience has. I've taken a lot of virtual workout classes. And this was the first where I felt so connected to you. And I felt like I was in the room with the other people in the room as well. I felt like we were literally oh, alive together. Um, and there was just such a connection point. First of all, I... I felt like I couldn't stop or slack because you were watching me. Um, but yeah, it, it you moved through it so quickly. By the time it was over, I was really taken aback with with how incredible the feeling was. Um, and I'm you glad know, you liked it. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, I, I want to. We're going to talk after the the podcast. I, I'm going to the beach in a couple of weeks, and I want to bring you with me virtually. Yeah. So I want to do some some classes. Bag me in your bag. Yes. Um, <laughs> But I, I want to take this back to, so I want to kind of sidestep from the, the physical piece um, mm -hmm. to, to come back to it. But you have also spent a lot of time in retail and, and high-end retail. You've worked for Jimmy Choo. You've worked for Saks. You've worked with Ralph Lauren um, in New York City. And I do think that there is a connection point between sales and especially high-end retail sales and... Mm -hmm the the performance piece of being a fitness instructor mm -hmm. and I, I really felt that in your class because with sales you have to build a personal connection with people so quickly so that they mm -hmm. trust you um, and and want to buy from you and, and want to get to know you you have to build that relationship in, in 10 seconds um, right. and you know, I feel like you have taken the, the learnings from retail and your sales background into the work you're doing now, where 
you're able to demonstrate a level of empathy and connection to your student that, as I said, I have not felt with other instructors. So tell me a little bit about that and how retail has really prepared you for this next piece of your life, which is, you know, taking center stage in a, in a performance role. Yeah, totally. Um, so I don't know if, I guess most of our viewers have not, or your viewers haven't known this, but we worked together at Saks um, back in the day in Tyson's Galleria in Virginia, shout out. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just, I, it's all about that human connection, right? So when you're with a new client or an existing client, you have to be so enthusiastic and really just like help them feel comfortable in the situation that you're in. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're bringing them into a fitting room and you're re you're doing their whole wardrobe for the fall or the spring or whichever season, it's a, it's an environment where you want to create, you know, a comfortability aspect to it, but also be super excited and make them feel confident. And that is so, that gets so applicable to the fitness industry and kind of what I do as an instructor. You know, I, I need to create a safe environment for my clients that's not intimidating, that, you know, wants them to come back and work with me, but then at the same time motivates them, encourages them, you know, lets them feel like, oh, I can do this burpee, I can do this workout, or yes, I can rock that wide-legged jean and that heel with that Chanel bag, you know, so I feel it's all about the confidence and how you wear the product and how you make them feel when they wear the product and how your clients feel when you're doing movements and the dance and the workouts, you know? And so, because I, I feel like a lot of people underestimate themselves, yeah. their capabilities and what they can do, what they can wear, yeah. you know, how they act and what they say. And I always feel like when you have that cheerleader on your shoulder, like how you've been to me in these past couple of weeks, it builds that confidence boost in you just to be like, wow, like I really, I can do these things and more, you know? So I feel like in that aspect with retail and the sales and the fitness, it goes hand in hand. Um, and then in so many other ways as well. Yeah, I think that there's definitely a linkage there. And, you know, even acceptance of different body types. And in retail, we see so many different types of people that come come to to us for service or advice and they want to feel better they want to feel more confident by you know artfully picking out a wardrobe mm -hmm. and yeah I definitely see the translation from that to the work that you do in in really encouraging people no matter where they are coming from um, and I think that also translates into leadership you know a lot of our viewers are leaders of organizations and you know, understanding that people that work for you are going to be coming from different places. They're going to have, you know, different viewpoints, different perspectives, and really finding a way to bring out the best in, in your people. Um, mm -hmm. is, and it's so interesting because like it, at the end of the day, it's like, regardless of what you do, if you're a CEO of an organization, or if you're a VP in sales, or, you know, you're a celebrity or a talk show host, like when you get people into a room and you're doing the same thing together, it's just like, it's a, it's a human to human moment. And, you know, I've had people, so, you know, I work Ralph, for Ralph Lauren, I get people from my office come to my class who are very high up in the company. And, um, you know, people of all ages and all sizes and everything. And it's so beautiful. And they come to my class 
and you just see their whole aura change, you know, like you really kind of break them down and then you, you notice, okay, this is how so-and-so is in a meeting, but now I'm seeing her in a workout environment and she's totally different. How, in which way can I make her feel more comfortable and letting her know, like, you can do this. It's like, we're all in this together. That's like my, a big thing that I always say in my classes, because generally my classes are, are pretty challenging. I always want to encourage and motivate and remind my students that we're all doing this together. It's all happening and we're all going to get through it. And it's, it's only going to make you stronger. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that so much. And I, I agree. I think that there is something about the intimacy of physical movement with an instructor that, um, or even with yourself that, Mm -hmm. that breaks you down a little bit to a place where you're more vulnerable. I mean, I know personally when I am sweating in mid workout in a high intensity cardio scenario, I'm not worried about how I look. I just want to survive that moment. Um, And I think that there's something really, you know, almost healing about that. So uh, let's transition into movement as a tool to heal. Um, You know, we hear a lot about the impact that movement has on our brain from serotonin levels to managing anxieties, how movement can provide clarity and focus. So, you know... I think from a, from a cognitive standpoint, we understand these things, mm-hmm. but how can we break them down in a more manageable way to say that, you know, moving really does do these things and this is what it looks like? So I, and we kind of talked about this before we started, um, I noticed a huge difference in myself cognitively with my focus, my memory, um, my energy levels, when I took away exercise and movement in my kind of weekly and daily routine. And there's been so many studies that just show if you take and break up your day and move, even if it's 15 to 30 minutes, you give yourself moments throughout the day, you're giving, you're allowing your brain to actually energize your body. Um, you know, you're supplying more oxygen in your brain cells by moving in turns that's going to result in kind of your engagement levels increasing when you actually need to be productive within your job to you know energizing yourself and being being more engaged and your actually your memory levels to increase so i feel like it's so important to get out of the rut of just looking at your computer you know 9 to 10 hours a day And giving yourself that opportunity and the love that your brain and that your body needs to actually move. And that can look differently for anybody. You know, there's, there's so many people who just don't like exercising. You know, I have my cousin who I love. She looks amazing. She just hates exercising. She never takes my class. All of her friends take my classes, but never, she never shows up because she's just like, Leslie, I just, it's just not for me. And I know it's not for everybody, but maybe you know, for her, it's just going outside and calling one of her girlfriends for 30 minutes or listening to a podcast, you know, and just getting your head out of the day to day and letting yourself breathe for a moment. You know, maybe it's meditating and, you know, walking around the house for 15 minutes, or maybe it's taking a sweat with less class, you know, at the end of the day. Um, I just, I think it's so important because then you also burn out, right? If you are just sitting and doing the same thing all day, every day, 
you're, you're not breaking up your schedule. You're not allowing yourself to kind of regenerate a little bit. Um, and that causes burnout and that like, I'm the perfect example of that, you know, even though I'm a fitness instructor and fitness is a huge part of my life, I'm so guilty of this because, you know, with my job, it it is very demanding, you know, like everybody else's jobs. And especially right now, because, you know, we're, we're kind of cooped up in our homes and, you know, I've just been working. I've just allowed myself to get up, have my cup of coffee and just look at the computer screen all day, every day. And I've noticed such a significant change in actually like how I feel and how I'm thinking Mm -hmm. and my focus levels shifting. And like, I actually, I have headaches right now because I just haven't really given myself kind of the love and care that it needs to just break up and just get out and, you know, get a fresh air and, and just, you know, move around. It really has such an impact on your life and in your brain, I think more than people know. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of really good points there. And the thing that, that really makes sense for me personally is this idea of moving a thought through your body rather than holding it in your brain. You know, I noticed that when COVID had first hit and I was started working from home, um, I found that I was spending maybe four or five hours a day sitting at my desk, not getting up, just staring at the computer screen. And I was getting really foggy in my thinking and Mm -hmm. just really stiff. And I just started to feel unclear and yeah. I started incorporating yoga, Tracy Anderson workout. Now it's sweat with less. Um, but I started <laughs> incorporating workouts throughout my day and just getting your blood flowing to your point, Leslie. It's exactly right. Like I felt everything you said. I, I felt right. more alive, more aware, more focused. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something that I also think we should we should touch on is the idea of movement to release or to come to terms with something that you're dealing with so mm-hmm. whether it be it's therapy it's therapy because we spend so much time in our thinking brains we forget to connect to the rest of us and this is the, the holistic transformation piece it's mind body spirit and soul and I think that when you can like before a workout sometimes I'll say okay I have this thing that I cannot figure out I don't know what decision to make I'm going to release it into my body and move through this, this flow or mm-hmm. this, this spin session mm-hmm. and not every time, but enough times to make it workable. I come to terms with what my decision is going to be. And I start totally. to feel more things in my body. Like as I'm interacting with people, as I'm moving through work, I start to, I'm noticing now more than ever in my gut, I have these really intense instincts about things that have proven mm-hmm. right. Because I'm mm-hmm. allowing my body to participate in, in my life now and not right. just my brain. Right. Totally. I, I can relate to that so much. It's like, you know, going for a run to, you know, release steam, you know, when you maybe you've been in like a bad argument with your partner or something, you're like, okay, before I even respond, I just need to get out and just go for a run or I need to take a class or something. And, or if like you're stuck kind of with like a thought, like you were kind of just mentioning in your mind, you're like, how do I get through this? I'm going to kind of internalize it Mm -hmm. and let it go through movement. 
I feel like it's, it's such a beautiful thing, allowing your body and your mind to connect with movement and how you can kind of get a sense of clarity in your life, um, in your thoughts, and just feel more aware and engaged on making clear and more rational decisions overall. And it, that's just through allowing yourself to move. And that's just such a simple idea and concept. Mm -hmm. um, but totally, I mean, like some of the, the best, I feel like aha moments that I've had is when I'm exercising and I'm just kind of, and I'm thinking, you know, sometimes like, sometimes you you know, you take a class and you just, you're just so focused on and the class and like getting through it. And sometimes you're like, I'm cruising and I kind of want to connect to myself and like, and think about some stuff and like, you know, figure out the puzzles with certain things in my life. And at the end of that exercise or that workout, you're like, wow, like I just have so much more sense of clarity around the situation. And I think that's so important. I think, you know, everyone should allow themselves to have that opportunity and, and to do because, you know, reading your daily horoscope every day on your phone, is it going to provide all the answers people? Let me tell you that. <laughs> so, or scrolling through Instagram and just oh. like being just overwhelmed with like so much content. It's just so oversaturated. It's incredible what the mind and the body can do for you. And just connecting to yourself without any external factors or influences. And that helps you become more confident and, and sure with what you're doing and how you're living your life. It's almost a spiritual experience. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. I yeah. love it. And I, <laughs> I like this idea too of just, you know, as a recap, it's using, allowing your body to really be a space that distills information for you and thoughts. <clears throat> it, it purifies your thoughts. It, it cleanses. Totally what's going on in your thinking mind so that you can have clarity and focus um, through movement. I think it's right. a beautiful thing. And I think that that leads right into this idea of self-advocacy. Um, you know, it, it might be, people may feel it's a stretch to connect the two. I think that they're completely synchronized. But I see that, you know, we have a culture of, you brought it up, social media, Netflix, distraction, always going, always moving, mm. always analyzing. And I think that when we move and we learn to move in a way where we have to overcome resistance, uh, we push ourselves a little bit more than we're comfortable with. We go a little bit harder than we did the day before. I mm. think that that opens up a space for us to really build a better, stronger relationship with ourselves. And through that, we begin to advocate for ourselves more. Because again, when we spend so much time in our thinking mind, we forget about our body and we don't take care of our physical health and wellness. We see it today where we have the highest obesity rate that we have ever had um, since the existence of human beings. And they've actually had to increase the obesity rate um, or uh, increase, or I'm sorry, decrease the BMI index because the average is so high now that mm -hmm. it's just crazy. So anyway, I say all that to say that I think with self-advocacy, when we connect to our body, when we care about our body in a different way, we're going to fight for our body in a different way. We're going to change our relationship with food. We're going to change our relationship with 
um, how we interact with our doctors, what we ask for, getting different blood tests, like really being hyper vigilant about what's going on with our physical body. And I think that leads to presence, how we show up for people in our personal and professional lives. And it leads to confidence. So all of that to ask you, Les, tell me, you know, what you've seen um, as far as the link to movement and, and having more confidence and being able to advocate for oneself. Oh my God, there's so much. Well, we haven't touched on this, but I grew up dancing like my whole life. And I started when I was three years old and I've been dancing for over 20 years. And, you know, that's an art in its own form movement, you know, with, with dance and expressing yourself. And honestly, I would like, I would like to say that I'm a pretty confident person. I definitely have my insecurities, but I attribute my confidence to my dance experience, you know, understanding your body and how it moves and how you perform and how you kind of, um, you know, portray certain emotions in movement. It's like, it's like a communication and, you know, I've had to learn how to do that with my body my whole life. Um, and to also, I, I, you know, I've learned how to see what I'm capable of doing kind of to your point, how my body is able to form and per, like persevere through different types of movements and exercises um, and intensity levels through the years. And it's just been the most rewarding thing to see. Um, and it's helped me in my life in so many ways, you know, um, you know, dedication, you know, being motivated, um, connection to people, and honestly, like the confidence aspect and like really promoting that self-advocacy for myself um, has just been something where it's just, I know has been a huge part of my life. Um, so that's really that link for me. I feel like that I've, I've realized through the years, it's like, wow, where did where did she come from? Like, where, where did I kind of, how did I have evolved and what can I kind of attribute that to? And I honestly feel like it's through, you know, my journey with movement and dance. Um, and, you know, it's just something that I'm super passionate about. And you have this just like myriad of experience with physical movement and in all different forms. I know you're training for an Ironman right now, which is incredible. Um, what would you say for, or what have you seen in students that maybe don't have your experience, your background with fitness, but they come to a class, they, they start to build some confidence. I mean, is there a moment that you see in people where they move from, I'm a little uncertain, this workout's really challenging to, wow, I'm really proud of myself. I really killed it today. Like, do you, do you see that? Do you feel that from your students? Yeah. I mean, with, my ladies who take my classes, I've had, you know, I've like my OGs who've come from like day one. And I, you know, I've had some people who kind of come in, you know, midway through the year because they started this program almost actually it's been a year, which is crazy. Time flies. Um, and it's, con it's the consistency. If you come back and you keep doing it and you, you know, you stay dedicated to whatever you're doing, whether it's like, Hey, I want to be able to run six miles, but I can only run one mile, or I want to be able to make it through Leslie's class, but with less and, you know, be able to do everything and more and have even more juice in my tank. It's, it's having that consistency and that dedication. And I've had ladies who didn't know how to do a burpee at all. 
and like scared me because I was like, I want to be able to physically help you, but I can only like see you through my laptop um, to them, you know, killing it and can do 30 burpees in 30 seconds. And the form is perfect. And so it's just like that consistency. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it goes back to as like the instructor's responsibility to really motivate and encourage your clients. Because again, you know, like I said, in the beginning, it's people underestimate their capabilities. And if you have that cheerleader on your corner by your side, who's like, no, you can do this and you can be perfect at this. Mm-hmm. You're like, just allow yourself to keep going. You know, you're going to see so much improvement and so much change. And then that's going to open up doors to, oh, well, I want to actually, you know, create this goal for myself that I didn't even think that was possible. But now that I can do this and I know that I can do this, mm-hmm. why not do this other thing? You know, and that's kind of how I feel with signing up for the half Ironman. You know, I, I got furloughed from my job and I was really upset and I just decided, fuck it, I'm going to run a half marathon. I need to release steam right going back to like our original point and then I kind of had this aha moment I was like damn well if I can run a half marathon just because I'm pissed off about getting laid off why not try out and do this race like fuck it let's let's go after it like if if you just go that one step further it opens up and creates so many opportunities for yourself that you didn't even realize from the get-go and you change in the process. You become, you start to shed dead weight and what's no longer serving you. It really mm-hmm. reminds me of a, a Jim Rohn quote that was, you know, if you want to achieve something, you have to become the person worthy of that achievement. And mm-hmm. I, I always liked the quote, but I never really like connected to what it actually meant until I started moving. And mm-hmm. I had a, a goal to lose 10 pounds and I just got really stuck after the first five and I plateaued yeah. and no matter what I was eating or not eating, no matter what, you know, movement I was doing, I was not losing the weight, but I stayed with it to your point. I stayed consistent. I started to mm-hmm. evolve my workouts. And when I got to the point where I actually like broke that plateau, you know, it hit me and it's everything that you were saying. I became a different person in the process, like these small daily things that we do over time turn us into the person worthy of achieving our goal and when you do that you can do the next thing and the next thing it makes me sad because I feel like so many people don't believe in them believe in themselves and feel worthy enough and this could you know we could talk about relationships and dating and we can talk about your career but in the physical aspect you know with movement Um, and you know, you just kind of going back to a point that I made earlier with, you know, the media and so much content on Instagram and YouTube and social media in general, like you scroll and you scroll and you look at all these different, um, you know, Instagram pages and you, you know, you have your fitness pages and the fitness influencers and fashion influencers and bloggers and yada, yada, like everything. And you see, you see people do these things and, and, you know, create challenges for themselves. And you're like, wow, like that, that's, I admire you. And like, I, and you almost follow along somebody else's journey and you kind of neglect your own journey and, you know, really fighting for yourself and creating your own story when you're just so 
just mesmerized and um what's the word that I want to say just kind of like you're just like down this deep rabbit hole of going through somebody else's life yeah that's not even realistic because what you see on on Instagram is not actually what's happening it's a it's like a little highlight Mm -hmm. it's like an edited version right so that's something that I really always try to, you know, promote within my classes and the connections that I make with people who want to talk about fitness and movement, um, you know, to just really allow yourself to be like, Hey, like, no, I can do this. And I want to do it my own way. And, and to have that worthiness that that's such a good word that worthy that you brought up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, well, with that last, what, what would you encourage people, if you could encourage one one takeaway for people today, uh, what would you want people to do more of to start to rebuild this this humanity that I think social media has evaporated? Um, I know, right? To, to just rebuild confidence and connection to oneself. Like what's one small step that people could take today? God, that's such a good question. And I literally ask myself this like on a daily basis, because let's be real here, people. Like I am no Miss Perfect um, and I go through my own shit, but put the phone down and like live your life for a second, you know, do something that maybe that you love that you've maybe neglected, you know, Um, call someone who, you know, makes you happy and like, really just get back to basics. I feel like we've forgotten that. And we, you know, we're so consumed in everybody else's life. Like what about your own damn life for crying out loud? And it's just, it's, I think, you know, I was in, and we talked about this, you know, offline, you know, I went to Puerto Rico for two months and in the beginning of the year, just to like get away because just being home was too much. And Um, and my days were just so simple and easy. And I, you know, I barely had cell service, um, unless I was in my apartment working, I had Wi-Fi, and I didn't really have any friends there, but I was, I had the beach, I had the ocean and I had pina coladas (laughs) and, um, maybe one too many. Um, and I just like connected with myself to like my surroundings and just like humanity and just in a safe way, but just kind of just going back to the basics. And I feel like people underestimate like what, how you can be affected in a positive way by just putting the phone down, turning the TV off, maybe just cooking a meal and looking at it like a recipe book or just going for a walk and just giving yourselves those opportunities just to do something so simple. It goes such a long way. and then see how you feel from it. And then maybe you want to do that again. And maybe you want to do something different next time. And then you kind of, you kind of realize, wow, this is really working for me. I want to try this. And in those simple moments that you create in your life, you could be thinking about stuff that you want to do when you're in your, you know, for your fitness goals or anything in your relationships. And it just kind of opens up your mind to different types of ways of thinking and opportunities and, yeah, I'm, I'm all about a less is more type of thing um, with everything, actually, with, uh, you know, just don't overcomplicate things, you know, do what makes you happy. And that's so cliche, but, you know, just really going back 
to basics. What if, if that uh, makes sense? <laughs> what a, no, what a fantastic um, message for our audience. What a fantastic ending to this this session today. Um, Les, tell tell everyone where they can find you. Yes, so I am on the gram. Uh, sweat with less. If you want to hit me with a follow, um, and I guess in my email, which I don't know. I mean, if you guys ever want to take my classes, my schedule is on my Instagram. Um, you know, the more the merrier. I love seeing new faces. Um, and if you know have any questions about kind of what my classes are like, and you know, before getting into them, um, you know, would love to connect. Yeah, thank you. Les, it was so incredible to have you. Um, I I want to have you back live when we have our podcast studio set up and ready to go. Um, and I will definitely be bringing you on vacation with me in a couple of weeks. So we'll sign off so so I can schedule my workouts. But Yeah, put me in your little clutch. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, and this was such a wonderful session. And, I, you know, I, I really want to end it with that idea of back to basics and how how valuable just that simple sentence is so thank you with that so happy to be doing this with you you're the best I was thinking this morning I was like Megan Bond that is literally the most (laughs) badass name I've ever heard in my entire life love you it's like Megan Bond like what like what do you want like it's just amazing it's it's just so good I'm so proud of you and what you're doing and um I love how women are supporting women and it's so good to reconnect so thank you for having me thank you thank you so much thank you for joining me for this episode of the human method podcast I am Megan Bond and if you are interested in learning more about personal or organizational transformation I would love to connect with you You can reach me today at www.thebondconsultinggroup.com. I also want to thank Ayla Zimmerman for design and promotion of not just the human method, but our Bond Consulting Group site as well. She is a kick-ass designer, so please check out our site at thebondconsultinggroup.com. Sign up for our newsletter so that you can receive great content from us. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss our next episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme for the show, as always, is to be a little bit better each day. So remember, be better today.